Thank you, everyone. Welcome to the inaugural game of the Eldritch Organ. It's very exciting to be playing with you all. And thank you for being up for playing with the system that I put together for the Eldritch Organ. It is a system that is based on something I've had knocking around for most of the year, but then it really just seemed to fit in and really fill out when I was thinking about the Eldritch Organ. You had me quite intimidated there, Barney, because I thought, fucking hell, he's come up with a game system in two days. No, 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 no. The bare bones of it were there, but it just seems to have, everything seems to have slot into place for it. And your your characters are really exciting. So I'm really looking forward to you introducing them in a moment. But the conceit is, following the discussions with Andy, this game is going towards the Van Helsings, the Eldritch Fighters. And that is what the whole system works around. So you are all members of the League of Eternal Guardians who are trans-dimensional opponents of eldritch evil. You take on missions to hotspots, eldritch hotspots, and that is what's going to be happening today. So there is no limit on where you've come from, when anything is happening, You just have to fit in to whichever time and space you are in at any given point. So the League Scryers have alerted your attention to evil bubbling up in 1940. Your team has been assembled and you are hurled through the warp into into 1940. So please, could you... Tell us all a little bit about each of your characters. Top of my pile here, Safer, who are you playing, please? I'm playing uh, Corporal Will Blunt. I'm a Yorkshireman. I was in 3rd Battalion, Yorkshire Regiment. I was at Battle of Epi in First World War when I come across a horror. We were advancing and now we're, we're in no man's land and squad got uh, we got attacked by artillery and uh, we're trying to make cover into... Uh, church and I were only one that got there and when barrage stopped and dust settled I thought I saw something coming out of a grave and I thought it was one of the lads so I went over and uh, I thought it was a man but it weren't a man it looked like a man it wore clothes of a man and it had a gas mask on but and it had limbs but it didn't have legs and it didn't have arms some of his arms were more like tentacles or something or trunks of an elephant or something so I shot it straight in its head and its head exploded but not in brains and blood just exploded in something like I don't know tentacles or snakes or something so i put every bullet i had in that thing and i barely slowed it down just enough for me to run away and when i got back to headquarters i told major what had happened and he was all for shooting me as coward but there were captain there with him he were a doctor medic and he stopped him and he took me to medical tent and he showed me this book and it had pictures in and that thing i saw at church was in that that book and that was it that was the start of my career with the league i'd ended the war with germany and i started the war with the mythos I know 1940, I've been in league a while now. That's sad times, 1940 for me. I think that men have just made the same mistake that we made just generation before. But it's a good time for recruits, war. War people are good people. They've got their backs against war. They've had trouble. Some of them have made sacrifice already and they know when they need to fight. So it might be a good time to get recruits if we watch for witnesses. Okay, yeah, super. Archie, please will you tell us who you're playing? Um, these days I go by Smeg, but... Um... 
in my past life, I was born uh, into an impoverished uh, household in 1300s France. I was turned uh, to the, the League after accidentally releasing a hound of Nergal that was imprisoned below the church where I was working. They turned me, I became informant, and I soon began uh, passing artifacts and things that would aid the League in their fight against the uh, Eldritch horrors. Um, I was caught by the church, but the League whisked me to safety. But perhaps the church still hunts for me. I have some things that maybe they want back. Mm, super. Thank you, Archie. Mm. Uh, Spencer, who are you playing? I am Matthias Lapel. I uh, am a stage magician. I, I was, at least. I'm not particularly successful, but I did have a particular uh, talent. I've always been interested in matters of the occult. And, you know, despite having particular talents that would lend themselves to being a stage magician, I was never particularly successful. You know, people just didn't appreciate the art. The League actually found me somehow learning of my abilities, and uh, they thought they could put me to better use. I have to say my experience face-to-face -face with Eldritch phenomena is limited, but I, I am of, of value to the team. I can assure you that. Wonderful. I'm sure you are, Spencer. I'm sure we'll find out just how valuable. Andy. Please, can you tell us who you're playing? Vernon Bland. Bland by name, bland by nature. That's what I always say. Um, well, I, um, I am a uh, low-ranking, very competent civil servant in the Department of Procurement and Contract Management, a very important uh, department, I, I, I trust you, you'll believe. Um, and I, I've worked there my entire adult life, uh, and uh, so far I've been promoted once. I think it, I think I think it was a promotion anyway. My um well, I'm not quite sure why I'm here, but I'll tell you what happened in the lead up to it, and perhaps you can draw your own conclusions. My aunt um is a psychic, and she said to me one day that Vernon, she said, Vernon, you haven't made much of your life. Let me give you a reading and perhaps we can steer you in the right direction. Um, and she did this, and apparently during the reading, she channeled something called Yog Sothoth. No idea what that is. Um, and uh, rather than giving me a clear reading of the future, instead she sprouted a bunch of mouths and eyes and tentacles, which surprised me a little bit. Um, of course, I fainted immediately. Um, when I came to, there were some strange men in the room with me, and they said that they thought I could be of use to them. They said they were the League of something or other. Anyway, um, since joining, I have undertaken a very large project to streamline the reporting structure. So far, um, I haven't met with a great deal of success. Apparently, um, all the paperwork that everyone has to fill out every time they leave, take out um, provisions or equipment, um, has rather annoyed most of the members of the League. But I assure you, I will get there one day. Trust me, Vernon Bland. Thank you, Andy. We do. Absolutely. So, as, as members of the League, as Guardians, you have certain magical abilities. And there are three different types of Guardian, if you like. And in your team, um, Andy, you're, if you like, a trainee gatekeeper. And so you would be paired with, with Archie, who is also a gatekeeper. And you're responsible for opening and closing portals. 
Righty ho. <laughs> Monsieur Blonde, please try to stay out of my way. Absolutely, sir. I'll be right at the back making notes. Now, safer, you're a, you're a protector, so you can create safe zones, if you like, or keep the evil at bay. And Spencer, you're a subjugator, so you can you can attempt to control the uh, eldritch evils in some way. Mm, uh, yes, that is where my talents lie. Absolutely. So you all have these. You also have, you, you'll have guardian powers in those directions, but you also hopefully all have occult powers. Safer, you have the occult power of stone. Ah, uh, stone, yeah. Archie, you've got redirect. And Spencer, you also have stone. Mandy. Oh, no, I was not given an occult power, you see. Oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> a denied one. You haven't you haven't got there yet. Sorry, Andy. Yeah, absolutely. Vernon, one day. One day, I hope. You're all free to interpret your powers in in whichever way you like, whatever will fit in with with the situation. So when we talk about stone, for example, or or redirect, it's whatever seems to be most apt in those in those situations. Now, when you perform your powers, when you perform your powers, you also have power items, and it's really important that you have your power item available to channel the powers when you do your magic. You can do it without your power item, but if you don't have your power item, things can go wrong. Rolling under your ability scores, if you've got advantage, you roll an extra d6 and keep the lowest. If you've got disadvantage, you you add another d6 and you keep the highest. And they advantage and disadvantage can cancel each other out. And that's what your luck and your armor points are for. So if you want to spend luck and armor points, you can give yourself advantage. Question. Yes. I don't have occult powers. So can I use a talisman or is that just for the occult power? Um, you can use a talisman. A talisman is like a general boon, a little okay. bonus feature. So you've got the doppelkin. I believe what he has is an antique brass gnome. Very nice. So you've got a little brass gnome, and that distracts any eldritch evil or terror. It makes it think that you're where the brass gnome is. So the power item is linked to the occult power, yes. To your guardian power and your occult power, when you perform them, the numbers next to the guardian power and the occult power, that's how many times you can use them in the game. They basically happen automatically, but you do roll a magic check, and if you fail, it costs you a sanity point. If your sanity reaches zero, then you come under the control of the nearest eldritch evil for a few rounds. If your hit points go to zero, you collapse and you die in D6 rounds unless somebody revives you. Dead characters can use any unspent uh, guardian and occult power points from beyond the grave. The idea is that you can be reincarnated like Dalai Lamas. <laughs> Excellent. Unless there are any more questions, we'll get back to you hurtling through the warp, shall we?
Are there any adverse effects to this? <laughs> oh, well, I mean, the whole thing is mind-bending. I just hope you can hold up long enough to fight the fire. Woohoo! Mm. Better enjoy the ride, lads. I... It don't get better than this, lad. It just get worse from here and in. I do try, but it is awful on the old stomach. I find myself uh, vomiting almost immediately as I appear wherever we're with scent. You eat too much. Oh, I think not. When you arrive at your destination, you're always teleported to a faith site, and you are heading to 1940, and you are heading to the Scottish. English border, you're heading to Carlisle. You're transported to Cathedral in Carlisle. Mm, Carlisle Cathedral. Oh. Wrong side of Pennines. <laughs> <laughs> so it's doorways that you teleport into. So you the uh, the four of you teleport into as as you open the doors into the into the cathedral. And there in front of you is a, a, a quite packed congregation with the Bishop of Carlisle. Bishop. Don't, I don't know really how they speak up in Carlisle, but I suspect there's got a bit of a Scottish ring to it. The problem with Scotland, it is full of Scots. <laughs> no. <laughs> and he's... He's saying to the uh, to the congregation, "That's Welsh, isn't it? Oh dear, <laughs> maybe it's, it's come a long way. It's come a long way from somewhere." In in Carlisle, they've got a kind of they've got a role to the, the, the names like that. They talk like that, like that. They've got you know, oh, it's terrible, like that. Oh, Carlisle. Oh, it's a... talk like that. Are you serious? They talk like that. They got they got like a, a Northumbrian burr to it. You know, they are. Or the other R's. It's funny, the funny lot over. The funny lot over Pennines, I tell you, you know, what can you expect? For five minutes, could you stop making fun of them? Uh, <laughs> they are looking at us. <laughs> oh, evening, evening, everybody. Don't mind us. <laughs> How do we appear to the onlookers? Do, does it just look like we'd stumble into the room through the doorway? <laughs> well, it, you, it's it's pretty elegant. There might be a slight kind of like a slight burning whiff, perhaps as if as a little bit scorched, um, and and maybe for a moment the the congregation do turn and look at you. But the the league has given you reasonably good nineteen forties wear. With being a soldier, have I got nineteen forties military fatigues? Is that what you would like? I wouldn't mind. It might get me through a few doors. You've got it. Thank you. Anyone else? Anyone else have a vision of their 1940 attire? Oh, I, I came ready for for the show. I've got you know a bowler hat, ill-fitting black suit, an anachronistic pocket calculator in my top pocket just in case. My briefcase and yesterday's times, although it would have been from 1960. So um... that that is the gatekeeper uniform. I am dressed the same. <laughs> <laughs> Thing is, in 1940, I could probably wear the same uniform I was wearing in 1918 and still not look out of place because I hadn't updated it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the old home guard. <laughs> yeah. I was going, hello, uh, we're just checking on lads, you know, for blackout. Don't worry about us. Don't mind me. I'm in a white suit with a Panama hat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> hell. 
<laughs> not very sensible attire for, for North, North, Northumberland. He's a bit of a dandy, Matty. He's a bit of a dandy, you know. It is Sunday service. Yes, yes. I don't, I'm sure I don't look out of place. It is, and it is indeed. It is indeed Sunday, and the and the the, the bishop is saying this is a special day. We know how special our cathedral is, but today we celebrate not only the mystery of our Lord and Savior, but we are celebrating the wonder of the earth. As you all know, we have a very special altar here, and he points towards the altar behind him. As you know, it is a special, special altar made of a wondrous, mysterious, primordial cement. And today we come to a deeper understanding of our center of worship. For today, the discoveries of our very dear Dr. Eden, Lady Eden, have come to fruition. Arriving here today is a very special item that can be once again reunited with this altar. Thanks to Dr. Eden, discovery of St. Gallen Virgin as having been hewn from the very same rock as our altar. This object, the St. Gallen Virgin, is coming here today to be exhibited alongside our altar. You are all here gathered for this occasion. Thank you all for coming. But I'm afraid that the object has not yet arrived. We have heard that it is en route and will shortly be with us. Oh, St. Gallen Virgin. This does not sound very Christian to me. No, it's not Methodist, that's for sure. I can speak with some authority that um, depends how far back you go in the church history. It it's, it, it, it jives. It works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot you were Jesuit. Oh, I forgot that. <laughs> but, but, but Mr. Smike, sir, we are living in more modern times where the um, superstitious beliefs of the past have been somewhat consigned to the dustbin of history, have they not? Have they not? I should say no. Go around you. Mm. Indeed. Keep your eyes open, you young whippersnapper. I will, sir. I will. Right. It seems obvious to me. We need to stop this. Putting virgins on slimy green rocks. Didn't say that at Sunday school when I were a kid. Whatever it is, we need to stop this. That's probably why we're here. Need to stop this link up. I suggest... Um... I suggest we maybe try and have a little word with the bishop, maybe. Could be idea. I'm just going to watch door in case they turn up, you know. That's a good idea, too. We're all full of good ideas today, aren't we? Will, does that mean that you're going back out the door and you're going to have a look outside? All right, I'm going to stand outside and I'm going to watch for anyone coming up in a sort of intimidating type of manner, you know. At the moment, there's there's nothing happening, but you're, you're well positioned. The rest of you, what do you want to do? There's a full congregation here, correct? There is a full congregation, and the and let's say the um, the, the the bishop is, is is welcoming a speaker to the stage who's going to who's starting to read off a very dry um, uh, account of of the altar of the cathedral. 
history of it. Oh. That sounds like something we want to chronicle. You're blonde. You're not bad. Absolutely, absolutely. I've only got the stub of a pencil, though, Mr. Smike. Do you have a pen? I pull out a quill and a little <laughs> bottle of ink. Hand it to him. <laughs> what on earth am I supposed to do with this? Make do, monsieur. Make do. Okay, sir. Um, maybe if I position myself up in the front row, I can get a good listen to what's going on up there. I'll only be a mo. Sorry, Andy. Do you want to go down, well, you know, the side... The sidewalkway yes. or right down the central aisle. No, 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 no. Bland would never be so bold. No, I I um I sidle along the far right side of the of the cathedral to uh try and find a seat somewhere near the front, maybe in the front two or three rows if I can find one. Squeeze in next to a large, um portly gentleman, maybe you know, just nudge in a bit with my bony elbows. Well um Perhaps you didn't. I, I reckon you sit down in the front row, not really realizing that that's the space of the speaker. Right. Just <laughs> I can see what's coming. <laughs> right. So I get my quill out, or rather, I get Smike's quill. I make a terrible mess, dabbing it into the into the ink, and start getting ready to scratch out whatever I hear. The speaker doesn't really mind you sitting in his seat because you're taking so many furious notes. It kind of can't believe, you know, that this erudition is being soaked up so enthusiastically on your page. Right. Can I see any activity outside there? You do see a, a truck, a continental truck, making its way down the, the main street. Right, I'm going to... Uh, continental truck, does it look strange, does it? Does it look our place? <laughs> Just catch me eye. Is, is there something about it catching me eye? Give, give me the well, tingles. It would, be, it would be the number plate. It's just even. It's even the wrong shape. All right, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go back indoor, Matty. There's a. There's a. There's a wagon coming down the road. I'm gonna stop it. I'm gonna pretend to be uh, doing inspection. Come on, come on, let's have a look. Certainly. Yes, I'll head off. All right, I'm gonna go down the road and I'm gonna put my hand up and I'm gonna stop the truck. You know, I've got my gun on my shoulder. I look like a soldier. I'm gonna say I'm just stop him and I'm gonna go and talk to the driver. Okay, got the. You've got the big driver. Another chap, and then the much smaller man. But there's three of them sitting in the front, and they they slow down. And it being a continental vehicle, um, you're, you're you're speaking to the smaller man. All right, you got your papers, lads. Small man looks at you, and he uh, he, he says, "Yes, I, of course I have my my papers." And he pulls out the paperwork, and he's got Swiss visas and French visas and he's got all the paperwork to do with the St. Gallen Virgin. Oh, are you delivering to church this thing, all right? Where are you from, mate? French Swiss, is that right? I am, I am, I'm an... Sorry if you can't understand my accent. I'm an academic from Switzerland. Oh, you got, you got, you got Virgin in back, they're expecting delivery, is that right? It's, I, well, I suppose we are delivering it, but we've been invited here. We have the keys to the city here. Do you mind if I just have a check-in back? We're just checking all traffic coming down the road for unusual, you know, time of war and that. Should be blackout. Who, uh, but who are you, sir? Me. I'm uh, Sergeant George Blomsop. May I see your papers? Certainly, lad. I've got them here. I'm just going to flash something to him and go, there you go, lad. You need to know I'm <laughs> I'm the one asking questions, lads. Well, let's let's have a tact roll from you then. A tact roll. Oh my god! <laughs> you know my tact is one. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't worry. This is why I'm here. I got a six. <laughs> 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 
so that is a, that's a critical that's a critical fail. Awesome. And so but the guy the guy sitting in the middle is also carrying arms and he just reaches over and sticks the gun right in your face and then they start to drive off. Is it possible to kind of put myself into this situation? Uh, I, I mean, I do have persuasion. I'm wondering if I can try my tact. You can. I guess you would have to have jumped onto the runners, wouldn't you? And you're somehow holding on to the side of the truck. Yes, yeah, I can do that. Yes, yes. I just didn't realise that you had jumped up and you were holding on to it, so you stick your head round the window. Yeah, there's, there's no need for all this. Fellas, look, we've had to tighten up security due to some intel that we've received about goings-on in the area, and we just need to be extra careful about what's going on here. Quite so, quite so. Come on then, Mr. Tact. Let's 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 have it. Roll two dice and keep the lowest. Right. Excellent. Um, I, two. So they seem they seem much. Uh, you know, the the small man seems much more impressed by you know just ordinary talking, not this kind of militaristic, militaristic overtones that he got before. Well, I've used my duck and cover uh, skill, and I've I've just jumped behind some. <laughs> <laughs> I've just jumped into a, into a yard somewhere or behind a wall or something, so I'm just out of it. You know what I mean? Well, I won't I won't make you roll I won't make you roll for that because um, you're just amusing yourself out out in front of the cathedral. <laughs> Very nice. By this time, the, the the truck is just pulling up outside the cathedral. Obviously, we don't we don't want to hold you fellas up with what you're doing. You've got jobs to do, as have we. We just want to be able to ensure that everything's in order regarding the cargo. Thank you very much, says the small man. And you're kind of on the outside of the door, and he just he just opens the door, and you're still kind of holding on to it. <laughs> right. And they, and they they all start getting out, and um, you realise there are more there are more Swiss military in the in the in the back of the truck. <laughs> All right, Barney. I was just getting up behind the wall and I was getting my elephant gun off my back and I was just about to level it at them and then as I see them come out the wagon, I'll just put me, me gun back underneath behind the wall again and I'll just I'll just stand there and go, All right, lads. <laughs> <laughs> they just kind of look at you a bit disgruntled and the little man's kind of <laughs> Are they wearing those funny Swiss army uniforms that look like they're from the seventeenth century or something? <laughs> those funny hats. That would be good, wouldn't it? That would be good. Yeah, let's give them those. It's the uh, the people guard. Uh, Smike would like to make his way up to the um, up to the uh, uh, balcony, like a choir balcony. Ah, the church. Uh, uh, up where where the organ is, perhaps. Yeah, sure. Okay, so you, yeah, you you can you can scoot up there, and you've got a nice view of the whole cathedral yeah is there anything in particular you'd like to do up there or are you just taking a position i mean are there is there a choir and musicians up here um no because because today is quite it's quite an academic social event more than a service yeah then uh, smike will crouch crouch down uh, behind the uh, the edge of the balcony uh open up his briefcase and start uh fitting his uh, rifle together so what has uh what has bland been hearing from the speaker anything of interest well it's of interest because it's not something that you're terribly familiar with but you can really relate to the blandness <laughs> the blandness 
really resonates with you. You know, it's got all the hallmarks of what you would consider to be gravitas and study and measure. I am enjoying this tremendously. So, we've got Will and Matty outside, Bias. Got Smike up the top putting his rifle together, and we've got Andy taking notes in the front row. Excellent. So, the, so outside, the Swiss guard are taking this big, heavy wooden crate out of the truck. I would say there's four of them on the crate, two more with guns, plus the driver, plus the other one in the front, and the small man. Oh, bloody hell. I'm going to shout, Matty, Matty, come. Hey, Matty, Matty, come over here, will you? What on earth are you doing down there, man? Well, you know, just uh, instinct, isn't it? You know, it's just drill. Just me training, you know. But what we're going to do, Matty, you know, hey, thanks for getting me out of trouble there, lad. You know, but uh, what we're going to do, what we're going to do with so many of them, I don't know what would... It, it, I don't like the look of it, though. I don't like the look of it at all. We'll just have to let things unfold, see, you know, what we're dealing with here. Let's not do anything drastic. I mean, I've got a elephant gun. If I could aim that, uh, I could make a bit of a show if I hit the bloody uh, petrol tank, I reckon. But uh, I don't well, make... I, <laughs> it certainly would be a show. But as as they're you know heavily armed themselves, I'm not that subtle, Matty. I'm not that subtle. There's going to be a bit of kickback, I'm sure. We'll go back inside, then, or should we just uh, take cover and position? Well, let's just let's just observe what's what's going on here for a second. All right, Matty. You would be, I suppose, welcome to to accompany them in, maybe slightly comfortably, but you could you could certainly be part of the Carlisle envoy if you like. Well, that's it. I'm kind of presenting myself as part of the yeah the welcoming committee. Or right, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take Matt's uh, lead. I'm just gonna follow him. So without too much trouble, you know, very very nicely that you know they carry it in very well, uh, very efficiently. Don't really struggle up the up the stairs. It just you know the steps into the cathedral, and they and they they take it in. Now at the front of the cathedral, um, near where Vernon is taking note, the talk comes to an end, and the the congregation don't really seem to notice that it had finished, but finish it did. And now a uh, a woman comes to the stage um, and is introduced as. Uh, Dr. Eden, Lady Eden, and she starts to talk about the type of rock and the discovery that the the St. Gallen Virgin actually quarried and made in Carlisle and, and taken over to the continent. This is curious. Does she say exactly where the quarry was? Um, she, she, she talks about the Malastang area, which is about an hour away, where the source of the Eden River that runs past Carlisle is. It's from this strange kind of concrete that was found somewhere in that area. Am I close enough to the altar to sort of have a good look at it? I mean, I don't want to be indiscreet or anything. So, yeah, that's interesting. Let's say that she she reaches a certain point in the talk and uh, a couple of couple of people come on, you know, come come in on either side and they lift off the top, you, you know, the traditional cover of the of the altar and carry it off. And so and so the rock is is exposed now. 
Have we followed them in now? Are we inside as well now, uh, Barney? Yes, yes, yes. I'm going to say, hey, Matty, you've got Power of Stone, haven't you? Yes, yes. Uh, I, it's quite limited. To my, I, I understand that. Think you, better, you you go up front there, and if anything happens with that rock, you smash it, right? I'm going to stay at the door. <laughs> it's a, there's a little more to it than that. There's a little more oh, to well, it you know. than that. But <laughs> I will. I will. Don't worry. We, we'll, we'll, we'll keep control of the situation. Okay. I'll believe you. I'm a simple man, you know. Simple means are. But, um, uh, Will, you've got stone as well. I have. I know. Mm. But I reckon I'm going to. I might be a bit more. I think people might be taking a bit more notice of me standing there with a great big bloody uh, elephant gun, you know. Matty yeah. might be in a better position to get up front and uh, do something about stone. So I'm going to I'm going to stay at door. Well, although, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hardly blending in in my white suit. I know, but you're snazzy, lad, you're snazzy. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. I do try. Let's say they're carrying the, the casket down the left-hand side, uh, side way. Not not down the not down the central aisle. Andy, you went down the right hand. Yeah. So I guess you want to you want to, me to describe the stone under the altar. Yeah. Well, I'm just waiting for something to happen. I'm I'm going. I'm you know me. I, I like to make a mess. I'm going to smash it. If anything happens, anything if I see the slightest thing go wrong, I'm smashing that stone. Since I since I have something of a bird. I view, uh, you know, if there are any uh, peculiar markings on it, if it's covered with a shroud or anything like that, I look for any, any signs from above. Well, well then, Smike, let's let's have let's have a let's have a little perception roll for for you then from you. Oh, perception is a three. I rolled a five. So from up there, you don't you don't see. Anything in particular? There's nothing in particular. This league got walkie-talkie. We could have done with some walkie-talkies, couldn't we? I get out of the way. Move your head. And I, I, I feel, I feel uh, Smike's eyes burrowing into the back of my head, and I spin around and look at him, and I, and I raise my hand in in uh, in uh, a gesture of apology. Sorry, sorry, Smike. I'm always getting in the way, aren't I? <laughs> oh dear. So I, I just. Scoop Get your hat off inside a church. Oh, sorry, my bowler, my bowler, goodness me. What you can see, all of you, is the form of the altar, and it is perfectly carved rectangle, and in the front of it is a, is a kind of drilled-out cone going, going in. There's a kind of a receding hole perfectly drilled in to the centre of the altar. Does any of us recognise any of this stuff? I mean, I've only got a cult history one, like you know, so I don't think that's a good idea. Anybody else seen any of this before? Yes, that's a good point. That's um, can I uh, roll to see if I recognise it? Go for it, yeah. A cult history would that be? Uh, yeah, two. Well, so you've made it. Yeah. Okay. So from your from your knowledge, then, um, what what would what would you like to say it is? Hey, Matty, does that remind you of Stonehenge? Um, it's similar. It's similar. I'm not, I'm not sure it belongs there. In fact, I would say that it was from a stone circle indeed, but perhaps in, the, in this area, I believe. Right. 
certainly seems familiar. But it is perfectly carved. Uncanny, the craftsmanship that's gone into this. I make an occult history check as well and perhaps do something similar. You may, Mike. All right, so I also have a five. And I rolled a four. So you passed, you passed, it's fine, yeah. It is obviously a, a smaller gateway for the uh, horrors of oblivion. And we must stamp this out. Now, being someone who works in the Department of Procurement and Contract Management, I would say that in my professional opinion, and this, of course, is going, this dialogue is going on in my head to myself, um, this looks like it has been manufactured by some advanced cutting technique. The uh, perfection of the of the shape of the block does not seem like it was done uh, with uh, simple tools. Indeed, indeed. And so you you also all know that this type of thing is associated with ancient lost civilizations which date back to far beyond the traditional origins of mankind. Mm. I'm going to leave the door and I'm going to go upstairs and I'm going to follow Smikey and I'm going to ask him, knowing that he knows a bit about history. I'm going to go and ask, because obviously at the door I couldn't hear any of this stuff. So I'm going to go up to, I'm going to go and I'm going to ask my Smikey what he knows. This makes me think that actually there should be, there should be... Um, Communication. Um, Exactly, psychic communication between the crew. They don't need walkie-talkies. They've got psychic bonds. So all of this all right. discussion and debate that they have um, is is absolutely, they can all hear it, clear as a bell. I don't learn any of this stuff, you know. It just comes to me. It's great. Vernon, of course, doesn't ever know this, and so all of his uh, innermost secrets are exposed to all <laughs> <laughs> you didn't. You didn't go to the basic confidentiality training. And, you just, and you're confused by your own inner monologue I yeah. as well. Exactly. Monsieur Blonde, I can see your lips moving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excellent. Who, who said that? Who said that? Uh, and and at this moment, uh, Doctor Eden is talking about the fact that the stone is, is millions of years old. Hmm. Millions of years old and yet constructed with advanced technology. Wait a mere moment. I don't know much about natural history, but how long has man been on, on this planet? 5,000 years, according to the Bible. Oh, right. That's <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Uh. <laughs> so... Swiss escorts have brought the the, the case, uh, the casket, um, parallel to the altar now. Mm. This does not feel like a very uh, good moment for some reason to me. I'm not sure why. Seems like if they put this virgin on the altar, something awful is going to happen. I don't know why. Do I need to stop it? No. Do I need to step in? Who said that? It's me, Vernon, you know. Come on. Uh, yes, maybe. <laughs> inner monologue is a Yorkshireman. <laughs> hey, well, I'm normally used to that, you know. All right, I'll try and calm it down a bit. My psychic accent's coming through a bit too strong, I think. <laughs> Are they attempting to put uh, the Virgin on the altar now? Or 
are they just at the moment, uh, at the moment talking about? At the moment, they've put it down and they're just starting to open it up. Um, and Dr. Eden is just talking about uh, the discovery of the of the you know of the connection between the 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 Carlisle altar and the the St. Gallen uh, Virgin, and it starts talking about. Professor Anselm Pretorius, um, and she raises her arm and welcomes the small Swiss man onto the stage. I don't like the look of him. Someone has to stop this. This isn't going to end well. I hate those damned Swiss mercenaries. <laughs> I'm primed. I tell you, as soon as something happens, I'm, I'm, I'm there. Yes. Yeah. Vernon, of course, will not intervene. He's just going to go into a bit of a mild panic. So Professor Pretorius um, is, is kind of sharing the stage with Dr. Eden, and he's saying how uh, grateful he is that they've been able to, to move the, the Virgin here to Carlisle to relative safety, given the, the situation on the continent, and what a wonderful moment it is for, uh, for science and archaeology. Can I have a look at this Virgin, uh, please? Uh... Barney, see if I can inspect it. See, you know, they're seeing it's a virgin, but I want to know. I want to have a good look at it, see if there's anything about it that. Okay, so the escorts are cracking open the top with their crowbars and lifting the top off, and you've got lots of packing, shredded wood shavings in the casket. And there inside it, about five foot long, is, is this this incredibly um, elegantly carved, slightly a kind of a wave, a, it's got wavy lines down it. So it's kind of a slightly twisted geometric uh, form. That's that's lying. But it's certainly in, not an um, image of. It's certainly not an image of Our Lady. Is that right? No, it's not. What's the material? The material is the same kind of um, concrete. Cement, granite, as the as the altar. Very heavy, so it'll take at least two of us to carry this thing, right? Is it quite large? I take it. It's about about five five foot long. Um, mm. I'm going to ask the others. I'm going to say, are we going to stop this now? Are we going to cause incident? Perhaps set off fire or something, or start uh, air raid warning or something. Hold your fire, William. I, I've suddenly had a, a brilliant idea. All right, Vernon. Uh, watch this. So I stand up <laughs> and I walk over in an officious manner to the Swiss guard who are unpacking the Virgin. And I, and I lean in and, and I say, Excuse me, gentlemen, have you? Um, I, I do not believe you are complying with the health and safety regulations required to uh, manoeuvre a large, heavy stone object within a house of worship. Uh, Ordinance number 11.74 clearly states that if any large objects are to be manoeuvred within the building, a um, framework of some kind and winch and pulley system need to be assembled. So I'm going to have to ask you to desist until we get the required equipment in place. As Vernon goes into the spiel, I use my I redirect power to make everybody stare intently at him. 
Wow. Okay. So Vernon kind of got up and kind of violated the, the 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 social contract of the situation, but then just kind of walked off stage. I don't know. Is that stage left? Just walked off. Um, so kind of made an entrance and then walked off into the wings and then started the spiel. So um, if you, yeah, you can you can you, you can use your 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 redirect and people will be kind of craning their necks i guess to 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 see where he's gone and what he's doing please could we have a magic roll from you okay my magic is three. Oh, i rolled a one. Oh, so that is that's a critical success so it it doesn't cost you any sanity at all it's a it's a smooth 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 thing what could be the the added effect of your redirection, given that you got the critical? Uh, the the very uh, bland appearance of, of Vernon Blonde is uh, is 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 like a blank canvas on which I paint uh, and a, a figure of immense authority uh, with uh, with uh, very uh, important looking badges. And uh, and a clipboard and and uh, you know all the trappings of a uh, of a a federal officer. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And people, are cut, I guess they can't quite believe it because they didn't. They almost saw the transformation as he walked across. It didn't. But he didn't seem to change at all. You see what I mean? People are just now noticing that there is a uh, city alderman in their presence. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Well. Okay. So, Andy, you're you are you you are now authoritative. This is a new feeling. I will go. I will going to open door and try to get a congregation out. You know, in case something happened. I didn't want normal innocent people getting hurt. You know, I was going to usher people out and say, "Please, you know, please leave the church now. This is a designated work area. It's uh, unregistered. <laughs> it's a dangerous area. Please leave." I'm glad you checked the door, Will, because it's locked. Oh, bloody hell. Who locked that? Who? I didn't see that. I've been standing at that door all day. I didn't see nothing. Oh, uh, right, I'm going to try and open it. It's one of those big church doors, and it's got a big lock in it. I haven't got, I've only got stone. I haven't got wood or metal. Uh, all right, I'm going to say that the door's locked, lads. We can't get out. Oh, dear. Better, better do something while I have this moment. There's uh, to be a fire hazard as well, no? Now, please, everybody, if you would back away whilst um, this uh, this uh, edifice is, is 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 put into place. Now, uh, gentlemen, where is your witch equipment? I say to the um, to the bishop and the and the, and the whoever the the uh, verger or whoever would be, you know, in charge of proceedings. So, so Dr. Eden has kind of signaled to the bishop who's come over, and you notice there's some more, there's some Carlisle local guards milling around as well. And, um, and, and the, the, the little professor is saying, uh, do realise that they don't, uh, they don't understand what you're saying. Well, that never hurt in the past. As long as they generally get the gist. While everyone's distracted, I'm assuming that the speakers were standing at a plinth, yes, and 
Um, I, I, if, they're, if they're reading from notes, is it possible for me to use sleight of hand to swipe their notes while this distraction is occurring? Yeah, go on, go on then. Give us a roll, yeah. Um, no. <laughs> Five and a six. <laughs> oh, dear, oh dear. Um, so let's say the, the, the notes fall on the floor, but nobody connects you with, with it. Okay, okay. Nobody's really that bothered. I think we need to make a decision whether we want to keep this stone and have it for ourselves, because League might, might want to see this, take it back to base. Does the League have a particular mandate uh, when it comes to such items? Uh, are we looking to preserve them or, or absolutely destroy them where we find them? So the general policy of the League is to, to just keep the evil at bay. So normally that just means destruction or, or kind of just, just pushing it back. Um, but of course there could be circumstances where where keeping certain objects would make sense, but you'd have to be pretty sure that that's a wise thing to do. Gentlemen, as a as a, as our um, assigned um, insurance officer as well, I would say caution should be uppermost in our minds, and I would suggest that we destroy this evil before it can do anything nasty to us. Yes. All right, and I'm going to try that, and I'm going to try to pretend that I'm acting like I'm trying to save it. But I'm going to use my stone power to try and smash it. Yeah, that, that, that's that's fine. You're gonna you're gonna try and smash it. So give us a magic roll. A magic roll? Oh no! Oh dear! <laughs> I thought I was using a cut cut power. I thought I was using stone. Never mind. Okay, magic we, we, roll. We've got a plan B. By gum, lad. Okay, I've jumped the gun again, haven't I? Okay, this magic. All right. Okay, I've rolled a six again. <laughs> <laughs> That basically means it costs you a sanity point. But seeing as it's a critical fail, it could cost you two sanity points, couldn't it? Oh, dear. But it absolutely works. You 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 smash the stone. Oh, right. Oh. It's almost like when you do it, it's almost as if it kind of explodes. And, 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 and most people are looking at you. But then um, in amongst the bits of stone, there is a kind of large, let's say, obsidian peg, which you immediately re- recognise as being exactly the shape of the, the the crevice in the altar. I'm going to quickly look. Is, it, is anyone, is, is the doctor or the professor doing anything? Or they just look shocked? It's quite interesting. The obsidian peg suddenly just flies up past everyone and flies into the hand of Dr. Eden. We're up, lads. We're up. Goodness me. Does it look like the doctor was in, in control of this, that she was expecting this? or her, her manner does seem to be changing. Something strange seems to be happening to her eyes. They seem to be going green. Right. Well. Right, I'm going in with my trench club. I'm going in with my trench club. Now, hang on, William. We are in a rumble of soldiers. Get the bloody portal ready. That's all I say. Get portal ready. As we're in a cathedral, casting out evil um, wouldn't look out of place, would it? I go, she's the devil. She's possessed. This whole cathedral is evil. What are you talking about? Well, can I uh, try and cast out evil, seeing as I've seen this woman transform? You can, and she can try and block it. Yeah. 
Okay. So you can you you can cast out your evil. See if it costs you any any sanity. Uh, no, I failed. No. Well, that that means it costs you one sanity. She's gonna she's gonna attempt to to block it. So she has managed to block it. Oh, I knew this wasn't gonna be a good day. I'm gonna die for her. I'm gonna, so Vernon scurries across <laughs> to, to to the side to try and hide behind Pew somewhere. For a moment, leaving all of your badges and your clipboard floating in midair, and then they drop to the floor. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Matthias, you've 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 attempted to cast out evil. She kind of she kind of managed to create a a slightly green wall against against your for a moment just seemed to flash up right and I, i'm waving my cane at her while uh, doing doing this i'm gonna go smack it have you have you still got your son this thing you got the gun ready smack it up here you got i'm ready i'm ready give give the word go for it okay i will take a shot at the small obelisk oh you're gonna try and you're gonna try and shoot the shoot the the peg the key not, not the woman. I'm going to shoot, try to shoot the key. Okay, all right. Roll the one. Okay, because that's a critical uh, shot. You roll a d6 for the for the damage. That's a two. Your bullet hits the thing and pings off it and goes off into another direction. Okay, so no, no visible damage to it. I think you feel you, you reckon you've done it some damage, but it hasn't. It has shown any of it. Okay. All right, then. Can I go in with my trench club, then? You can if you want, yeah. I'm, go- I'm taking her out with the trench club if I can, but I'm not. I'm going to shout to Vernon. Vernon, open that portal. All righty-ho. Oh, I didn't mean to say that out loud. <laughs> I will think about where the best place to open up this portal would be. I guess it would be somewhere maybe towards the back of the main Near the near the stairs coming down from the balcony, that's where I'll make it. Uh, but I won't do it yet. I'm going to wait and see what happens with the next couple of actions. So, Doctor Eden, she's becoming somehow more uh, elemental, holding the key up, screams, but it's some kind of guttural incantation, and all of a sudden, these kind of green roots or weeds come. Um, shooting up through every crack in the ground and start twisting round all of the people there, all of the congregation, smothering them, pinning them down. Are they screaming now, are they, Bonnie? They are all screaming, absolutely. <laughs> They're screaming like mad. Oh, dear. Now, is our remit to save people or just, you know carry out the main objective. Uh, in other words, will we be reprimanded if we let a church full of people die? Not because, because the League considers the, the greater scheme of things. Oh, that, that's very, that's, that's, that's for the best, I think. That would be, what, those of you on the ground, Smike, you've got a bit more time before the, uh, before the, the weeds get to you, but... Um, you're all you're all going to have to roll to fight this off, right? I I I just thinking I've got subdue. Is that possible to bring that in now? Or I've got impede. Can I stop the 
vine growth. Okay, so so the so the 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 impede the impede would stop it spreading, mm-hmm. and subdue would try and control it, or control or control her. Right. Okay. So do you want me to try and impede? Yeah, if you do that, and I can try and control her. Right. Well, I've got I've got two impedes left. So is it another magic roll, Barney? So you want to you want to counteract her. Because because you've got the you've got the all the sh- all of the the weeds are, are are coming up and tying around your legs. Yeah, I want to try and stop that. I want to try and push that back so we can still move. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's have a magic roll. Magic one. Okay. I get a five. Five. So that's going to cost you. That's going to cost you another point of sanity. Can you roll me another d six? And that'll be how the how far it how far it will spread. You're, you're, how, how far you can? I've rolled can... two. I've rolled a two. So, so a two meter space around you is protected. And roll again, please. I got a five. So for five rounds, for five rounds, you can keep okay. this two meter space. And yes, yes. Would it would it make sense for me to try and control her? You could do. Um, well, I'll, I'll try the, the possess. I'll try to control her then. Okay. With uh, so I'll roll magic, and I've rolled a one. Well, let's let's see if she can. No, okay, you got the critical, so there's no. So let's let's give her that. So she she collapses down on the ground, and the the weeds kind of shrivel back. You see this green thing. And it come out of her and slide off with the weeds back through the cracks. Right. Mm. Does that mean it's escaping or whatever it is? Yes. Shall we try and get this obsidian shard thing? Perhaps try and get through a portal. Perhaps not go back to base, but at least get away from here. Somewhere where we're yeah, going to recoup. Is she, still, is she still holding the obsidian uh, obelisk? Um, it's let's say it's dropped to the floor. She said it's dropped to the floor near where her body her body is. Right, can I make a dive for it and shout, Vernon, get that portal open? Yeah. As I'm I'm up on the balcony and and I have more time than the rest of you, I, I'll I'll summon the portal. Um, you know, you know, as I can see down on them, I'll, I'll put it in a place distant between them so that the one of them can get to the. One of them can get to it and dive into the portal. Where are you going to send it to, Smikey? Do you know? Uh, just outside the, the, the church, the other side of the locked door. I'm going to make a dive for it, uh, pick it up, and jump through the portal. Okay. Yeah, I'm, wait- I'm waiting for someone to get the key, and then I'll create the portal. Are you getting the key, Will? I was going to make a dive for the key and jump through the portal, yeah. Right. I'm half expecting Vernon to make the portal. I'm kind of, I'm not expecting Mikey to make the portal, but... Because I shouted to Vernon to make the portal. <laughs> Vernon is a little bit, um, a little bit shaken by what he's seeing. Of course, um, he's more concerned also about these guards. Are they armed, and are they? How are they responding? So a number of the of the the guards weren't affected by the weeds. Um, let's say um, it's the it's the Swiss the Swiss guard and. Professor Pretorius, as well, they are all they are all perfectly perfectly safe. Uh, they were perfectly safe. Are they hostile towards us? 
I would I would say so. Yes, and they they in in all of this they they've started they've started. Yeah, obviously they've seen the magic. I think I will just crawl as, as slowly as I can to the back of the back of the church on hands and knees. As you're as you're crawling, you can you can hear this awful sound underneath the foundations. Mm, I keep my ear close to the ground. Um, so I, I say to everyone, I think we'd better get out of here immediately. Sounds like something big and angry is coming up. And I'll, I'll cast the portal now, actually, in front of me. Well, I'm, I'm going to go through whatever portal appears. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I don't care. As soon as I see a portal, I'm through it. I'm not waiting. I'm grabbing the key and then I'm jumping through the first portal I see, just in desperation. Um, roll magic, let's see. Yeah, let's see how your sanity su- survives. Well, I rolled a three, and I have a three in magic, so I did it. Do I lose one yeah. sanity? No, no, no. You, you, as you made it, you don't lose any sanity. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's it. That's my one and only portal. It's literally right in front of where I'm crawling. Under <laughs> a pew. Yeah, and I just kind of and I slither into it, try and escape this uh, awful-sounding thing coming from below. The the pew topples into it too. <laughs> where was where's the portal supposed to be going? Probably about a hundred yards up the up the road from the from the entrance. Will, let's have you dive to get the key. Okay then. So am I doing what speed? I've got duck and cover as a skill. Is that what I don't know what am I doing? I think that will count as duck. You could use all of your duck and cover skills to do that, couldn't you? Okay, I've rolled a three. Yeah, I've got a speed of four, don't cover, it's five, I've done it, yeah. You grab hold of it. As as Will dives on the key, this huge green, I don't know, it's, it's somehow, it looks like slime, but it's more ethereal than slime, kind of shoots up out of the ground and comes down on top of him like a wave. Oh, my God. Okay, so with the corporeal. Well, yeah, kind of in between. Let's say in between. it somehow it it somehow does have substance, and at the same time, not. It's almost like yeah, it's like ethereal algae. Okay, uh, so I'm going to go with my initial plan uh, to see what was rising up out of the uh, out of the ground. Now that it has appeared, uh, I have my portal ready, and my portal is directly below uh, that. A uh, heavy uh, altar that they brought in, and how tall are the ceilings in this church? They're really high. The cathedral is huge. Right. So the altar will appear uh, right uh, at the ceiling, uh, so that it drops down on top of this algae, smashing it. I am underneath <laughs> the algae, aren't I? Am I underneath the algae? <laughs> Uh, I would say use your duck and cover. There's something heavy falling towards you. All right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, just an instinct. I can't see anything. I just know something's coming. I can, like, Ragnarok, I can feel the, the sky falling on my head. So I'm just, yeah, just die for it. Try and subduce this wave as well while all this is going on. You can. Um, um, Will, this is doing you five damage. Five. Oh, you can try and use your your endurance. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll use my endurance. All right, got endurance of five. 
I've rolled a five. I've rolled a five. It's beating you black and blue, but you're, you're holding in there. And just as you've held in there, here comes the altar. <laughs> <laughs> just to finish me off. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. I've got it off as splat. Is it possible for me to subdue this in an effort to save Will and perhaps knowing intentions of um, a Smike, uh, try and hold this thing in position? Uh, am I able to do all that with subdue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause that, yeah, absolutely. That's your, that's, your, that's your thing. It's a two, so I'm successful. Fine. No sanity lost. Cool. No sanity lost there. So I'm trying to hold it in place so Will can escape it, if that's possible. Okay. Um, so the so so it's gonna it's gonna try and uh, defend itself. Oh, of course, yes. Um, and it hasn't managed to. So it is it is subdued. It is subdued for one round. And right. Let's let's hope the ceiling isn't too high. So, so the the altar is is now falling down towards the eldritch horror. Have I been released from this slime yet, Barney? Am I am I am I still enveloped by it, or it's calmed down? So you can try and crawl out of it. Right, then I'll just go <gasps> take a deep, big deep breath because it's been suffocating me. And then I'll is is Andy's portal still open? Uh, sorry, Vernon's portal still open. Well, here's what I'm doing, actually. So I'm going to leave my <coughs> doppelkin, my little gnome, by the side of the road so that the eldritch entity thinks that's where I am. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hop back in. Well, I'm, go- I'm going to throw the obsidian shard to Vernon then because I'm, I'm kind of on my last legs here. I'm, I'm having a bad day. So I'm, I'm just going to go, Vernon, catch! I'm going to throw it to Vernon. So I poke my head in. What's going on? Oh, oh dear. Because <laughs> I think it's the and first the I've key, seen. He just hits you in the forehead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well let's, let's, have, let's have a handiwork from you, Will, to see how well you throw it. Um, that's a two. So um, I've, I've rolled a two. I've rolled a two. Ooh. He goes flying through the air. Vernon. But will I catch it, though? That's the question. <laughs> That's going to be handiwork again, isn't it? I'm sure this is <laughs> What is luck used for, by the way, Barney? You can, it, you can give yourself advantage. Oh, by spending a point of luck? Yeah. Oh, right, I'm going to do that then. Because uh, I've, I've got a three, but I feel that this is an important... So I'm going to spend a point mm. of luck. Yeah, two dice, yeah. Oh, and I needed it. I rolled a three and a four. You've caught caught the thing. Yeah, absolutely. Just. So assuming that this thing doesn't know that I'm there, I've just spirited away this this key. You fool, pick a location quick. If you don't pick a location, your body will unravel. Hurry, hurry! (laughs) Okay, I'm I'm just going to (laughs) exit. Okay, so you're going back out to the gnome. Yes. Then I'm going to hide somewhere else away from the decoy. <laughs> um, where, where are you going to hide? Where are you going to hide? I'm going to jump over a dry stone wall and hide in the field next to the lane. The, the, the altar falls down from its little circular 
cyclical, whatever, you know, it's little warp trip. And the altar is an ancient atomic bomb. And the the action of bloody hell. Action of dropping it <laughs> open, of course it squashes this algae creature by cracking itself open the bomb is set off and um uh i would say basically the entire british isles is (laughs) (laughs) is there is there a a little piece a dry stone wall remaining with a, a man <laughs> squatting behind it. <laughs> uh, no. There is, uh, what happens, of course, is that is that all of you are um you're you're returned you're returned to the to the to the greater warp and you you will find your way back in some form. To, to one day join join the league and probably have a lot to answer for. <laughs> I'll say. There'll be some paperwork on it. I've been through that before, it's fine. Taking out insurance against all forms of apocalypse. Never you worry. <laughs>